0: episode of the All Inclusive Podcast. I'm Jasmine Fekri, a 3D environment artist currently freelancing in the game industry and attending university. Anything stylized and colorful is my jam.
1: My name is Ashley Wade and I'm a 3D environment artist stationed out here in the colonies in North Carolina in the United States of America. And uh, Jasmine and I wanted to start this podcast because um, we just felt like we saw a need for a, just like a a different kind of podcast, you know, like hosted by different kinds of people getting different kinds of guests on. And we want this podcast to feel uh, diverse in a purposeful, but not a preachy way, because I think sometimes that can happen with podcasts where it's like, ah, yeah, this is, this is the diverse thing, or this is uh, about diversity. We want to have it instead be like, We include diversity because that's how the world is and just kind of like have it be a lot more normalized as it is in the world outside of our door today
0: and (coughs) since ash is from the us and i'm from germany we thought it'd be such a cool way to show how diverse the industry is by connecting various professionals from any background from across the world and especially seeing somebody who's coming from a similar background like yourself and pursuing their dreams and achieving them so successfully is very essential, I think, as in growing in your career yourself. And I think we really need that representation. And we want to be part of providing that
1: representation for others. 100%. I think also like um, a podcast like this can be a really good source of information for other people. Uh, Like Jasmine was saying earlier, seeing someone who looks like you, who uh, may have the same ethnic background as you or even just like the same upbringing as you in general can be really heartening to see sometimes when you feel like you're working towards something all alone and by yourself. And sometimes it can be really good to hear a professional artist talk about their struggles and their failures and their success stories and kind of help it become a lot more of a humanizing experience instead of, you know, like these people are up on pedestals and, and these people are so far from where you are right now. And you could never even hope to get to that level. Like having, having this podcast and having guests come on and talk about these things kind of freely and openly um, can just kind of help give support to those who, you know, really could appreciate something like that right now. And most of all, since we've both never done something in this way, we
0: thought it'd be such a fun project to do. Yeah. And it's such a challenge at the same time. But oh, we actually, so ex- exactly. But it's like we found in each other, I guess, like a really cool team to bring this to life. And I hope we'll have a lot of fun, continue doing this. I'm sure we will already Um, for sure sure. like
1: like, (laughs) way that we won't um uh i think for the uh our goal with releasing this podcast is that we would like to get it released about once a month which i don't i'm not really sure exactly when this episode is going to drop but after that hopefully we'll have gotten our feet wet enough and have sort of a uh, sort of routine going with asking people to come on and getting things set up that but the next consecutive episodes can be very like easy to like sort of like pop in and pop out um but we're looking at uh, having episodes come out maybe like once a month give or take hopefully if we can like you know uh, find time in our busy schedules to still make it work which we have I think so far we've still yeah. had it uh work uh But, yeah, thanks for tuning in and and, uh, listening to all of us talk. Um, Our uh, first special guest of the first ever podcast uh, episode of All Inclusive is Jeris Dianingana. And they work currently, or he works currently, at um, Rocksteady Studio out in the United Kingdom, which is really rad, really cool. Um, and I think Rocksteady is releasing a Suicide Squad game soon, which I assume that he is having a small part in, if not a larger part in <laughs> as a 3D environment artist there. And uh, yeah, so thank you so much for agreeing to talk with us today. Yes.
2: Oh, thank you for having me. In, I'm the first guest. Wow, so much pressure. I think you're the first guest.
1: like, I was, uh, we were talking about, you know, like, who should we have on? Who should we have on? Yeah. I was like, please, can we, can we, <laughs> can we, exactly. and we Can we crawl? To <laughs> can we crawl to this and beg him to come on? Because, you know, like, like even just from seeing your interactions on Twitter when I see them every now and then like I have just been so um not necessarily in in impressed isn't really the right word but you just emit so much like light to me and I think that is something that sticks out to me about you specifically, so you're like a great person to have come on. For the
2: first wow. Time. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks a lot. That's, that's, <laughs> that's really nice of you. Thank you.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. 100%. Um, do you think you could tell us a little bit about um, how you got into 3D art in the first place?
2: Yeah, yeah, of course. So. Um, and that that was al- always a dream, you know, always a dream of mine to to work in the video game industry since I was um, since I was a kid. I think like most of most of us I think. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. I started to to have this, you know, this dream when I was maybe eleven years old when I first played Halo on Xbox. Some people are gonna kill me, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so so <laughs> <laughs> and uh, after my I did an accountant degree before going to my game design school. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. What a, what a, what a change. So I went to this game design school in Paris mm-hmm. because I'm from, I'm from France basically. And, um, I did three years over there. It was a really, really nice school. Uh, the name of the school is ICANN. It's, 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 yeah, it's, you have to say it the French way. ICAN. Oh, so, um, I worked, um, after, after my degree there, I started in the um, architecture with, okay. uh, with unity, actually, we were mm-hmm. doing real time architecture visualization, but with uh, unity engine. Mm-hmm. So it was, it wasn't video game, but it was using the video, you know, video game technology. So I started with uh, that. So I practice a lot, my lighting skill, texturing and whatever, and, uh, my first a triple A job was at Ubisoft Quebec in Canada. So I worked there on the more, than, more than a year on Assassin's Creed Odyssey, the one in Greece. Nice.
1: That's yeah. amazing.
2: I love that game. No, it was a really nice experience, like to work on an Assassin's Creed game. You know, when I was Different. like when you're a kid, like I, I played. Yeah, I played the first one when I was still at school, you know, very young and to be there and making one, it was like, wow, I mm. did it, mom. I did Aww. it. <laughs> <laughs> <That was sweet.
0: laughs>
2: yeah. So after uh, one year over there, I moved to Montreal mm-hmm. at uh, Eidos, Eidos Montreal. It's the company who made uh, Tomb Raider.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
2: The yeah. La- latest Tomb Raider. Really, really good company. I stayed uh, over, over a year over there. And after that, I received an offer from Rocksteady in London, the studio who made the Batman Arkham series. So mm-hmm. yeah, could, <laughs> like, yeah. when I received that offer, I was like, okay, wow. <laughs> I always wanted to be in Canada, but I was like, Rocksteady? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> <tell them> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe I'm going to go back in Canada after that, but I need to go there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, now it's been one year and eight months, I would say, that I'm working at Rocksteady as an environment, as a 3D environment artist.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's really rad. I remember um, like, looking through your stuff and seeing that you worked at Rocksteady, and I uh, definitely have a lot of memories of watching, watching my older brother, because at the time, he was like, you can't touch my video games watching my <laughs> through the arc of asylum game. so I definitely made that uh, connection seeing you know where you worked at currently and I also noticed um, like before you worked um, on Assassin's Creed you worked at Pretty Simple which is interesting because I have I had a friend by the time by the time you left like mm-hmm. I was only graduating in college so you wouldn't have met him because he was in my same class, but I wanted to know, um, kind of like just now, it just popped into my head, like what was that transition like? Because I feel like I, I from the little that I know, I feel like Pretty Simple can't be as big as Ubisoft.
2: Like no, then it's I would say no, it's not that big. It's not big as Ubisoft. Ubisoft got so many companies over yeah. you know, all over the world. Yeah. Pretty Simple was basically a uh, mobile game studio. Mm-hmm. They made they a criminal case on Facebook and mobile. Even on PC, we, we had criminal case. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, actually, that wasn't my first. It was it's not a triple S studio, but it was my first video game studio. It's still a video game studio. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I started by doing mobile, mobile, mobile games.
1: Yeah. Was that um, transition from there to somewhere like Ubisoft like really like shocking for you, or did you just kind of like mellow and like 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 fit mm. in pretty like easily? Or
2: I fit in pretty easily. Wow, actually, awesome. yeah, mm, yeah, actually, even if pretty simple game is way more smaller than Ubisoft because Ubisoft, you know, we are, we are like five hundreds or whatever, and yeah. at pretty yeah. simple we were maybe hundreds. Oh, well. <laughs> it was yeah, a big, big change. So I yeah. think I was more, I was more impressed by the number of employee mm. than working on a big game like this. Yeah, you know, yeah. at, at yeah. the end of the yeah, it's still, it's still the same pipeline I would say, but with more organization since there is more people. But uh, I was more yeah impressed by the number of people in the office and um, by the that I was in Canada in a new country, you know, <laughs> so my mind was like, well, all those people, oh, Canada, oh all those people Alice, yeah, I need to make a game last, because I, I was, I was, I was, I mean, it's 3D. I, at this point uh, I was pretty confident with my 3D skill mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, I just need to follow this task and this task and that's it, you know, yeah. but mm-hmm. yeah. I think the, yeah, also the, the hardest part was maybe, yeah, and is a good game. I need to be, I need to be, you know, it's, it's a big, yeah, triple A game, big name, big stuff. So I need to, to, to step up, you know, my game, you know, mm. so yeah, 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 yeah that, maybe that was the biggest point, yeah. The, the pressure from, the, from yeah, the, the cheaper A, you know, the, the, the name and stuff. Yeah. That was maybe the the scariest part, maybe, yeah.
1: For sure, for sure. Um, Another thing that I kind of have noticed in a couple of your tweets is that you talk about students and how you have <laughs> them and how you're a teacher. <laughs> and that is so awesome to me, like, that you're giving back in that way. And I was wondering if you could, like, tell us a little bit about that teaching sort of like gig that you do and how you started doing
2: it. <laughs> so basically after I finished my degree at uh, the ICANN school in Paris, um, it's maybe two years after, they asked me uh, if I wanted to to teach, to give classes. I was like, oh, what? <laughs> I, I was, if my teacher listened to this podcast, I wasn't the best student. Oh. <laughs> I wasn't the best student. I was always, you know, the the, the, the guy dancing in the, in the class. And <laughs> yeah, I was that kind of student, you know. I still had some good, uh, you know, grade in 3D, in 3D, <laughs> because we had a lot of different um, classes. We had level design, audio design, game design. It wasn't a 3D school. Mm. It was, um, the game design section was like, how to make a game, you know? So you had to learn a lot of things. So when they asked me, Jerry, would you want to give a 3D class or Unity lighting or whatever? Like, you, you, you can choose. I was like, um, are you sure? <laughs> 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 are you sure that I'm the, the, the right one for, for you guys? And we're like, yes, yes, we really like your, 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 what you did and stuff like okay i never thought about teaching so i you know i jump into it and i and i and i got a good relationship with the school the student there and so it's it, it was pretty easy it was pretty easy but scary mm-hmm. because you're teaching the, the the stuff that you're gonna teach is they're gonna you know keep that for, for not forever, but that's going to be, uh, their luggages, you know, for the, when they're going to start in a company, like I Mm -hmm. learned this from Jerry's now I need to apply those things. So it's, it's really important. So I felt that pressure, you know, to, I felt that pressure. So it was, it was a bit hard mentally, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. when I started, it went all, it went, everything went really good. And I, 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 I was even surprised of as I was like, "Huh, I can be serious for for more than an hour." Can be serious Yeah, yeah. People were look. People were calling me sir. I was like, "Oh, no, Ooh. no, oh, no don't, oh. don't do that." <laughs> because I, uh, when I started, I was still young anyway. mm. in a way. In a way, I was maybe twenty-four. I was oh, maybe wow. twenty-three or twenty-four when I started to give classes. Uh, so I was, uh, sir, please. Oh no, 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 not, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, no! Don't do, please. <laughs> I'm not still young. I'm still young. <laughs> and um, yeah, so and I had the, the choice, you know, to choose my the, the the thing that I wanted to teach them. So I was teaching um, lighting in Unity or the base, the basic of uh, environment, like making a block out, um, press the, the composition perspective, whatever, like the basic stuff, you know, in, the, for, for an environment job and everything went good. And, um, I stopped when I moved to Canada because, you know, I had to go, I had to, to go on site to, to teach. So I was in Canada. It was a bit harder how to do that. But when I came back uh, in Europe for work study in, in London, I was able to go back to take just a train and go back in France and teach again. So I really missed that part of my life, like to to teach. And so I, that made me really happy to to be able to do that again.
1: Awesome. I think yeah. uh, something that you were mentioning earlier about, you know, like feeling that pressure and, you know, like being really worried about it, like, you know, I think it's kind of good that you felt that pressure in a way, because if you didn't really feel the pressure, I think it could be kind of easy to be like, "Ah, oh, this isn't really like that big of a deal or like you realize mm-hmm. the weight of what you are doing and oh, knowing so how weight. far, yeah, like <laughs> the impact, your, your impact that you can have on, um, you know, like these students and as they go forth in their professional careers and things like that. So I think that just is just a uh, testament to you as a person. Like, it's just like, you want to do the right thing. You want to do right by the students. And that's just, that's just good. That's just a good person.
2: That's, yeah. Even, (laughs) even, even (laughs) right now, it feels still weird to, to, like, to say that I'm a teacher. Like, I got some students in France who now are working in Ubisoft, Oh wow. And uh they are like saying, Yeah, maybe you know my teacher, Jerry." I was like what? Oh no. You you introduced <laughs> me like by saying that I was your teacher. It's weird. Just, <laughs> just, <laughs> just tell them that I'm your friend or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so but I'm very I'm very proud of like seeing them, you know, in different companies all over the, all over the world. Some, some people are in Canada now, some of them are in Paris, in different cities in, Par- in France, in France. And uh, it's really it's it's making me happy. That's one that's one part of my life that I really like, that I'm very proud of.
0: Mm. You can give yourself a big pat on the shoulder for that, because teaching people <laughs> and then seeing them also succeed, that must be such a great feeling see how all the fruits that you planted basically can now <laughs> see how they're doing well and you know
2: yeah it's, it's really and awesome I, and i wish that one day some of them can be my co-workers or you oh. know that, <laughs> would, that would be really nice and weird <laughs> 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 but that would be really nice but the, the industry is pretty small so at some point we will work together i think For
1: sure
0: so moving on to the next topic since we both really love your environments that you create and I'm sure many others do as well it's something that's really sparked our interest and we were wondering what your main inspirations were when you create your personal art specifically because they're so innovative and something i personally haven't seen done in 3d before and um, i would like to know what your yeah main Drive behind
2: this is Hmm. my main inspiration. That would be no. That would be Africa. Just Africa. My main inspiration is Africa and Mm -hmm. the different countries, cities that you can that you can find in Africa. Cultures, tribes, everything in Africa is uh, you know is my inspiration. And um, I start. I think I started. uh, It's been. Now, eight years that I'm doing 3D, and I just started mm-hmm. to do, to mainly focus on that maybe f- four years ago, I think. Oh, okay. Um, because I wasn't, I, I wanted to do a lot of research, just to be confident, really be confident in my, sk- like with my skills before starting to do that. Because mm-hmm. when I do that kind of art, uh it's like basically it's a tribute it's a tribute yeah. to my parents to because my parents are from congo mm-hmm. from congo brazzaville and uh, basically i want when i do this I, when i did the first african environment i was like i need to make mommy proud you know oh. <laughs> i want i want i want to make something that she can be really proud of. And I want her to, you know, to, to send that art to the family, to, you know, to everyone. And I want them to, to connect with it, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, I think I started because of family, I would say, I started, I started because of family and also because I never saw African 3D art, basically on, I tried to find a lot of inspirations and reference before i started this and mm-hmm. i never I, I found maybe two three or four maybe piece but not that much and i was a bit i was a bit sad that made that made me sad basically yeah. yeah a little bit because we have so much stuff so much art you know so much you can you, You always see, you know, statues, masks or patterns. We we have a lot of colors, a lot of things. And I never saw that basically. I don't see that a lot. And I I was maybe, I think I need to do it, you know, I need to stop, you know, getting angry about (laughs) why and why we don't, why I don't see this. Maybe I need to do this.
0: And I'm sure you will inspire a lot of other artists to do the same, because I personally have exactly that same problems looking at art or even going on art station or seeing environment designs. They're very much going into one direction and that's like very much inspired by medieval art or especially Western architecture. Uh And not seeing anywhere else being represented is very disheartening at times. And then when I discovered your art, I was just like, wow, this is so amazing as somebody's embracing Mm. their heritage and pouring that into their art. And even though I'm not African, I'm from Iran, I was feeling inspired to do something like that myself with uh, Iranian architecture at some point. So I think you're doing a really amazing job there, being that person doing that change basically and being like, okay, I'm going to do this art now if nobody else is doing it.
2: Oh thank you it's it's something that I yeah it's very important for me and even i think for 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 most of my families and friends that i that I have in Congo also that you know just to see something that that they can you know uh, not realize that they can
1: connected, connect yeah, yeah
2: connected to you know. We don't, yes, yeah, like I said, we don't have a lot of things like that, and just to see, you know, for example, oh, I remember this kind of building. Is it the building? This building in you know in Congo. You mm. took that inspiration from this building in Congo. Said, yeah, yeah. So just that kind of of thing, you know. Like one cousin sent me a text. I was like. This mask, I I know I know this mask. We have a lot of them, oh. you know. In oh. But at first he thought it was a real mask. Wow. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, he thought that was a real mask. I was like, no, 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 no,
1: <laughs> you
0: cannot
2: hold it. Yeah, yeah. He told me, yeah, you should sell it. You should sell it. It's very expensive in Congo. You know, you know that. I was like, yes, but it's three D. <laughs> oh my god! Oh,
1: wow. You can three D printed. It. It's not wrong. <laughs> yeah. That's true that's true um, so like, please, uh, uh, sorry go
2: ahead yeah and also i think i I started this also there is there is a lot of reason why I started this, and um also because i i like I said I grew up in France, and uh I didn't grew up with a lot of things that i can that i can that I feel connected to that I can mm-hmm. connect with uh in France, so I always ask some questions, you know, to, to, to my mom or, or talk about this, about Africa with friends or like, it's like, for example, yeah, it's a bit of a shame that we don't see this or this on TV, this on the, you know, on other medias, you know? Yeah. So um, I started, I think, to make my first scene by asking myself, what if, you know, what if in Congo or other city we had this, you know? What if we had, we had this hotel, but with a lot of, you know, African stuff, you know, African art in it, like a full African hotel, like really embracing the culture. Or what if we had a city like this, or just with a couple of questions like that, because I didn't see that in my experience. You know, I, I never saw that kind of stuff. So I have a lot of questions and I want to, you know, reply to those questions by doing those scenes. For
1: sure. I think um, something also that you kind of touched on a little bit earlier that I think a lot of people can feel when they're doing, not only when they're doing something for the first time, but doing something that they know is needed. It takes a lot of courage to take that on. Yeah. Yourself, because now I'm sure, like lots of people, associate you with your uh, your African-inspired work. Like, like when I think of your work, I think a lot about um, the first piece I ever saw um, that I ever came across after I followed you on Twitter. Um, your taranga piece, taranga piece. Um, that was yeah. that was so that was like impressed into my brain you know and it's like and like (laughs) when you have people who will make something that striking and that different because as jasmine said like earlier it is so different from a lot of the work that we see right now you kind of become attached to it and you can't really divorce yourself from it even if you wanted to like like this is like this is part of who you are as like an artist brand right now and for you to just like take it on completely and embrace it and be like this is uh, a part of who i am and this is what i want to show everyone else like that's kind of scary because it's very um it's very personal right like yeah
2: yeah yeah, this piece is really 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 personal
1: (laughs) yeah and it's like you you you're really letting people see you on a on a level that you probably couldn't see if you were making anything else you know and i think a lot of artists Feel that way when it comes to um, you know anything that they make that's kind of like a magnum opus or just something that they've had in the back of their head for a while <laughs> but they like wait off on it until they're like quote unquote good enough to do it because you want to do it justice like I don't know it's it's heavy but like it looks awesome.
2: Thank and, you. Um,
1: you, sh- you should and I'm sure you are as a lot of people are and I'm sure a lot of people you know as you said Back home, are very proud of of the work that you've done so far.
2: Yeah, they are. They are telling me every day, and then I have Aww. some time to. <laughs> I have some time to tell them that no, it's not real. Let's like, look at this polygon that I missed. You know, like, <laughs> like, like there, no. there, is, there is a hole here. It's not. You know, it's not. <laughs> I did a mistake over here. It's not...
1: Let's zoom into and, this corner.
2: <laughs> yeah, look at look at closely to this point, you know, in this, this part of the image, you know, it's, it's wrong. But yeah, <laughs> no. I the, 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 the ter- Teranga, basically te, like the, the word Teranga, it's mm-hmm. a Senegalese word for basically saying, hospi- it means hospitality. So Senegalese people are known for their hospitality mm-hmm. and they have a word for it. And it's called the Teranga. And uh, in France, back in France, I grew up with uh, Senegalese, from, uh, Senegalese people, like the, the, the best friend of my mom is from Senegal. We have a lot of neighbors, Senegalese neighbors. So I wanted to do something that, that they can connect to, you know, that with uh, Senegalese music and, you know, just to be that, she, that they can be happy to see, you know. Like, oh, you know, you put Senegalese music, oh, I know this place, oh, you know, that's just oh. it was basically a, like a love letter, you know, like, a thank you for all those years, for the thing that you teach me about Senegal, and it was a love letter and a tribute for them. Basically. And I if you look closely in the videos and renders, I put some names all over the, all over the walls. <laughs> oh, that's uh, basically, I put some, some decals of their names on the wall <laughs> and I had and I had to put my mom, of course, because uh, she she's, she's going to kill me if I don't put her name. <laughs> <laughs> so like, what? You put the name of this person, this person and not me? <laughs> <laughs> so when, when they saw their name, because I didn't tell them, but when they saw their name, they were so happy. And that made me... That yeah, that's made me really happy. I was like, okay, I, I did good, you know. I don't even need to have likes on art or, or whatever. I just, I just wanted them to be happy, basically, with, with this scene.
0: Yeah, I think that's the most important motivation and drive that you should have when doing something so personal to yourself. Like, nothing else should matter, and I think that's amazing how you get to express that with the art and also touch other people that are not necessarily in the industry. You know, I think that's um, really important and inspiring. Yeah. So we're going to stop right here for now and take a short break and we'll be right back. podcast before we put a break we talked about all the inspirations that jeres has in his work and how he got into 3d art how he did some teaching even on the side and yeah now we just want to jump back in into his personal art because uh, when looking at your portfolio you have such a wide range and but you can clearly see that at some point you made the jump from doing all these um, various environments to a more personal art that is related to africa so We wanted to know more about your first piece that was more extensive and, you know, like how deep you went with that and what your inspirations were, the reasoning. We want to know everything, basically. (laughs) So (laughs) please let us know, because we want to know.
2: (laughs) So the story behind Wakongo River, basically um, it was during the Art Station Challenge, the the Art Station Beyond, human challenge. Oh,
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. And the uh, the theme of this challenge was the to to create an environment about uh, next step in humanity. Mm-hmm. Basically the future. So you can choose you can choose concept art and other other things. And a lot of people were going into this dark cyberpunk Asian or whatever direction. Yeah. So I was seeing a lot of Asian stuff, Japanese cyberpunk, and Ak- like Akira and Cyberpunk the movie. Uh, and I was like, at first I wanted, I was I was pretty scared. That was the first time I was uh, participating to a challenge, you know, art mm-hmm. station challenge. So I was scared. I was maybe I need to just take a concept art and do my stuff, you know, yeah. safety. But at some point, after seeing all of those. All of this Asian stuff. I was, what if, <laughs> what if instead of Asia and seeing a lot of Japanese science and stuff, Africa. And I was, I was still, I was still in Canada at this point. I was uh, working with uh, some, some. I was talking about this with uh, some colleagues, and they were, huh, interesting. I never, you know, I never saw that before. That would be. Hard to do. <laughs> like, are you really sure that you want to 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 try that? I was like, yeah, no, yeah, maybe. I don't know that. Yeah, <laughs> so I was like, okay, let's go, let's go with it. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna make an African city, like the next step of the environment. I was maybe next step of Congo. That would be, you know, they're gonna take advantage of all those natural resources in Africa, and they will make a basically a Wakanda, you know, like a mm-hmm. big futuristic city, you know, no, not not war, not like peace, like peace. I want, like that was the first word in my mind when I started to, to find some, some inspiration for the city. I want this city to, to, to just feel peaceful yeah. and, and you know, rich, <laughs> rich, rich and peaceful. So I started by, trying to find a lot of uh, inspiration on the internet. I always start a project by, you know, making a mood board and everything. And it was hard. The mm-hmm. hardest part in that project was to find references and inspiration. Because when I, wa- when I was uh, looking for African concept art or futuristic concept art with, you know, African stuff, I was just seeing Africa, but, but represented in a poor way you know, grunge, grungy lot of guns and um, it was, it was, yeah, it was a bit dark, dark and a bit sad, you know, like future Africa, you know, guns, AKs, you know, weapons everywhere, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, cyber hyenas and it was like, (laughs) (laughs) cyber lion with with a guy with a gun and stuff and, I was like, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. a bit, I'm a bit, you know, tired of seeing that, you know, Africa, mm-hmm. even, even in the future, you still see Africa as the, you know, war place with a lot of guns yeah. and it's cyber, amazing. cyber hyenas. You know, I was <laughs> so like, for, for once, I just want, uh, you know, a peaceful, you know, concept and peaceful thing. So I, instead of uh, trying to find some references on internet. I I, I I said yeah I'm gonna make everything by myself. You know what? That was the first time I was trying to make everything from you know by myself. Mm-hmm. So I started to 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 first to find the, a good location, you know. And I in Congo I remember in Congo the first time I went to Congo when I was I was twelve maybe. Uh, I visited the the Congo River, and the, the 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 Congo River is the second biggest river in the world. It's impressive. The, the river is so large with the sunset that it's really impressive. I was so impressed. And I think I was more impressed by the crocodile, I think I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> At some point I was like, whoa, that, that's beautiful. That, oh, that's dangerous. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, with the uh, by the river, you have a nice view on the, you know, the, the Congo skyline, you know, you have a nice. You have a really beautiful, really beautiful view of Congo by the river, and I was like, hmm, maybe I can do something with that. So that was my starting point, like Congo, uh, the Congo River, because that was the most uh, striking m- memory in my mind. And I was now I need some architecture, so I didn't really know. I, I tried to find some Congolese uh, architecture and some to find some photos. Uh, mm-hmm. of my holidays was, yeah, I was young, so I didn't take a lot of photos of the <laughs> There's just photos of me playing in the sand and, and <laughs> running, running everywhere and enjoying my time, you know. <laughs> so I have a lot of cousins uh, still in Congo. So I asked my cousin uh, to take photos of his house because his house is beautiful. It's like out of his house, there is like uh, sculptures everywhere, like some pillars, some carved, some pillars are carved, you know, in wood with uh, like trees and it's really like animals and it's really like his house is a piece of art. It's really beautiful. So I was like, take pictures, please. <laughs> take picture. take every, like many, how much? Yes. <laughs> how many photos do you want, cousin? Yes. <laughs> So it sent me a lot of pictures i if i i this piece is thanks to all thanks to 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 my cousin it sent me so many photos so after i made my mood board with all of his uh photos uh started to 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 make the the environment i was like okay okay it's it's getting there it's getting there <laughs> all damn, I, I I forgot the deadline. You know there is a deadline in those <laughs> calendars, and um, the, yeah, the deadline I was I felt the pressure and stuff, so I started to 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 make to make wrong stuff <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was looking bad. So I took a break. I was talking to my cousins, cousins like a lot of people in Congo. Like yeah, to give me more reference. Talk talk to me about this stuff, this stuff. Yeah, it and that's that's the 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 time someone said to me that would be nice you know by the skyline you know by the by the river to see you know some a big statement you know Mm. a big statement i was like oh i didn't think about that like i I was just wanted to make just a city like city with a lot of lights and neons but i never thought about having a big statement i was i was still pretty bad at this point with environment and composition and basically it was just it was just talking to me about having a focus point in my environment. So I was like, yeah, that would be nice. You know, you like sitting in uh, like on the sand, like near the river, looking at the city and seeing this, but what is, is this, what, what's this? Like, I need to think about something nice to see by, you know, mm-hmm. sitting down by the river, uh, like what's the most African thing, you know, the, the, in, that we have in Congo same mask. Yeah. yeah. Like, why not having a giant mask, you know, like on the, on some building or like or whatever, you know, like giant mask or giant, like this culture that you have on your living room, but giant, you know, like really big. I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> taking notes taking I was like, uh, yeah, it's, uh, trying drawing very badly. I'm a, like, like, on paper, I'm very bad. <laughs> I was like, drawing know, on, giant stick man on my, <laughs> on my book. And uh, yeah, I just basically the city is just African art, but bigger. You know, it's just big African. Like I wanted just to represent the stuff that we have in Congo, and uh, that was the best I did. You know, to make like giant mask on buildings, a giant this statue that we make. We are making a lot of statues, but they are tiny. You know. So mm. why not having, uh, for example, the Statue of Liberty in New York, but instead of having this, like having a big African statue of a woman mm-hmm. with a vase on on her head, you know, it's like, yeah. So basically a New York African, you know, <laughs> <like> a, <Yeah. laughs> basically taking New York and transform that city into an African, you know, like this statement, like this, 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 but turning uh, into, you know, African art and, um, Yeah, basically, I made that environment with my family. Basically.
0: That's so beautiful. Because now that you say the reference to New York, I just saw that, like, now in hindsight, after seeing this piece now for two years. I've never connected it to New York, (laughs) which I think is amazing because it stands so by itself and it's just such a new place to me. I look at it and I'm just like, I've never seen something like this before, but I want to go there. (laughs) I think that's so nice to see how you just took all these references and made something that's out of this world, really. like That's how I think new spaces should be created, just like you said, collaborating with people who are, you know living in that country it's getting their inspirations and building them all into a new space so beautifully it's um it's fantastic and just getting a glimpse into how you approach this is uh yeah i could listen to that forever really <laughs> <laughs> thank you
1: <laughs> yeah i think uh looking at it again as well i think probably my um my favorite kind of little piece of it is definitely over on the right side with the torch i love that mm-hmm. and like how it's over looking this river yeah that's probably my my yeah. um favorite part for sure i totally i said it off the break for everyone um listening right now but i said that i would send this to um my brother because my brother is very interested in um, worlds like this, and um, predictably, he's very excited that it exists. <laughs> he, just, <laughs> he just responded um, to me about this. My brother's kind of like he's kind of solemn. He's a lot different than I am. Like he can be very stoic and stuff. And his response to me was, "quote I have bookmarked this person. I will remember them." And I was <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, because you know, like, like I think, um, like. You deciding to go down uh, this path with the challenge also like just kind of skimming through your, um, your little interview about it afterwards. I think like going down this direction was definitely the right call to make because it stands out so much. And I think you and your art and your story are definitely going to inspire other people, you know, to be like, you know, maybe we should take another look at Africa. You know, like, maybe we exactly. should re-examine the things that we think we know about Africa and the things we think we understand about Africa. And maybe we can look a lot more into, you know, like, the cultures, the language, the mythologies, the lore that is present yeah. in, in in that huge continent. Like, it's so diverse, 100%. Exactly. Like it's, it's, like like like, places can be so different from each other. And I think that you making this Uh, Really, just opens the door and say like, you know, hey guys, it's okay. You you can come in. You can you can can the door with me. (laughs) Don't be shy. (laughs) Don't be
0: shy. (laughs) Well, I also love this that you had such a positive look on the future because, as you said, most of the time when you see cyberpunk or anything that's futuristic, it's always so negative and dark and dirty, and it just doesn't want me to be in the future to be
2: honest yeah the future is scary when you see you know some piece some art stuff on the yeah. station or whatever
0: exactly and this is like yeah i want to be there i'm i'm ready yeah. for uh, the next hundred years <laughs>
1: Bring me it on <laughs> it can be full of hope it can be full of light it can be full yeah. of warmth like it doesn't have to be you know like some guy in the corner like shooting up drugs again like you don't have to have that it can be, yeah. uh, it can be a positive yeah sort of future and I think that's exact another reason why it's so powerful that you utilized you know like African themes for this because I yeah. think that a lot of um, people ignorantly can't see how that kind of feeling exists you know like, yeah. like it doesn't have to be you know a guy with an AK and a lion
2: <laughs> you know <laughs> so yeah you know yeah it's this this environment i now when i'm looking at it i'm i made a lot of mistakes in that environment <laughs> like art mistake you know like the composition and whatever but it's not my the best piece i think personally i don't think it's my the best piece that i that i made but i like the statements i think mm-hmm. it, this is my favorite piece as a statement you know as mm-hmm. like Africa could be like this, you know, but, um, and I received a lot of messages from a lot of people in Africa and um, oh, bla- uh, b- black people on mm-hmm. the, like um, over America, Europe and everywhere, you know, like, wow, like sending me some, I, I almost cried sometimes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember uh, one day, I think, yeah, I remember that's, that's pretty recent. Like uh, it was um, an architect, like a student in architecture in, in Kenya who uh sent me a, a, a dm on instagram like a long one i was like oh well, what is this fish is like spam or whatever <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I, I read this message and it's like yeah basically i'm a i'm an african student working in kenya you know like a architecture working with a sketchup and all of those software and it's the first time i'm seeing something like this At uh, in Africa or uh, other places, we always showing us, they're always showing us, you know, um, New Yorky modern Italian or French stuff, but never, you know, something from, from, from our country. Yeah. And he was, he was like basically saying, thank you. Like I'm I'm more motivated now than ever, you know, and I, I was reading that message I was like, Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god I was, like, I was like and it's 3D can three can do stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I was like maybe I was oh I just wanted to do video games. I never thought that I would, you know, motivate uh, an, uh, a Kenyan student, you know, working in architecture. I never thought about that. I was just, yeah, I'm going to make some games, boop, bada, beep, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and when I received this message, I was like, wow, maybe I got something. Maybe I need to, to dig deeper with this, you know, with this theme yeah. and yeah, maybe it's the, maybe it's the, it's, it's the, my thing, you know, maybe it's the thing that I really need to push. So. Uh, I want to say thanks to, to, to all of the people who sent me those messages because it pushed me to, toward this direction. And to my mom also. I love you, mom. Course, <laughs> we have to.
1: We <laughs> have to. <laughs> you,
2: yeah, we have to. We have to. Now we can, we can, we can continue now.
1: For sure, otherwise we're going to, some of us are going to get an, an angry
2: yeah. email. Yeah. <laughs> right, <so I'm-> <laughs> <laughs> By the way, when I finished the Wakongo River, uh, I print it, I print it, I made it into, you know, a frame. Really? Yeah, yeah. I print the, 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 final render for the birthday of my mom. So I oh, sent her, yeah, I sent so her great. the, the frame, the, the print. She didn't know about it. She received like a big thing. You were like, Oh, maybe that's a dress or whatever. <laughs> 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 like, Oh, my son from Canada is like, Oh, <laughs> sending me some stuff. And when she saw this, she was like, Oh my God, living room. Place. Like she removed, oh. she she removed all of her like all the print and stuff. She put that in the living room and like called called uh, her, her all of her friends they're like you see this? It's my oh. son. It's like my son made this. <laughs> uh, and what's your son do? <laughs> what's your, what your son? What was I was so happy that she was like she was really proud of me. And that that brought me so much joy, you know, that, that's also why I want to continue with this, you know, like my mom, like talking about me to, to her <laughs> friend about my 3D skills and stuff. It's, she's talking more about my personal scene that my video games, for example, I'm sure Mm. she don't care about Assassin's Creed or or, or other games. (laughs) It's like, yeah, what's your son doing? Yeah, he's doing African stuff, African art. (laughs) She's not even saying video games anymore. (laughs) And um, I like that. I love that, actually.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. Um, Yeah, so kind of moving on to our, I guess, it's our final topic for this podcast right now. Just talking a little bit about finding a balance between you know like your work life and like your personal life which I think is a problem might be a little bit harder right now because of you know like working remotely or something like that but do you think that um you've gotten into like a good balance with that sort of thing or do you still struggle with that and do you find that like working on your personal art, does it help you get that balance? Like even though it's still, you know, like you're working on 3D art like most hours or what's up with that?
2: I was really struggling uh, a few years ago. Uh, For example, when I made the the, the Wakongo piece, I wasn't sleeping. Mm. I was maybe sleeping at 6 a.m. and go to work at 10 a.m. <laughs> I didn't have a good balance before, but I work. I worked I worked on it. And um no, now I feel I feel way more my balance is really good. And I mean the the things that I do, like the African stuff, it's part of me, you know. Yeah. yeah um I I can't I it's difficult for me to split. To, to, to split that, I see those two things, like my life and the work life as one thing, you know, I I can't live without thinking about 3D art or African art. When I'm, even when I'm outside, that's maybe a bit toxic, I know, but, <laughs> you know, I'm outside and I'm like, hmm, that would be a good, that would make a good scene, you know. <laughs> uh, I think every artist can relate to that. Yeah, you know, yeah, being yeah, outside, for sure. being mm-hmm. at this place and, and just looking at somewhere and be like, huh, huh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Getting and, really close to this wall. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I learned a few, a few like uh, I learned how to take breaks. I learned how to take breaks, especially with uh, during, currently, you know, with uh, the COVID situation and stuff. Because I'm working from home. So it can, I can easily, uh, finish work and just close, uh, the thing that I'm doing for work and just jump into my 3d stuff, my 3d personal stuff yeah, and not like not taking any breaks, not going out or whatever. So I learned how to take breaks. It's very hard to do, hard, very hard to do.
1: So yeah. I think
2: I learned that by buying a lot of books. By buying oh. a lot of books, yeah, I I'm buying a lot of books about African art, uh, uh, actually, like African culture, like s- celebrations and masks and statues. I got like ten, eleven books about that in my house. So sometimes when I'm when I'm done with work, I go to the park, I go wherever. I'm breaking my book and I just reading. So basically, mm. I'm still learning about you know African culture and mm. our future scene and taking a break that's the that's my balance now like taking break and still working in a way but i'm having a real i'm enjoying yeah. that you know, that's that's making me really happy you know to be sitting in a park and reading african stuff you know
1: <laughs> for sure and i think like, of uh, like a little bit with that like it's still you working on it and it's still you like working towards it but it's a little bit more passive than active you know like active yeah Working on something like you're sitting at your computer, maybe a little bit too hunched over than you should be, and versus you know, like going outside with this Mm -hmm. book, and like you're like your mind, the gears in your mind are still cranking, you're still taking that information, you're still making those connections, but it's just a lot like you can breathe, you know. Yeah, I think that's important for sure. Taking
2: a break, especially taking a break from the screens, you know, yeah, from your phone, from your computer, from your TV, just a book, you know, just. I don't know. There is something about reading a book. There is, there is some magic on, on, that's on true, yeah. <laughs> I prefer, like, even with the references, I prefer having a book over, you know, a, a pure ref, a Google image or whatever, you know. And, um, yeah, that's, that's how, I think that's my, 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 my secret is book. Is <laughs> <It's> a book. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
1: Boy, um, yeah, I think especially right now, I know I've seen a, a lot of um, people kind of struggle on Twitter, like like people who are go- absolutely good at what they do, which is kind of like in a way kind of ni- nice to see that, you know, like everyone from all levels is kind of having a hard time right now, like getting work done and um, staying focused sometimes. Um, but I think still having that sort of buffer time and that time away from your screen and just like, I don't know, it could even probably just be like laying on your floor like and doing nothing for a second or like you do and going to the park with a book and yeah. um, just taking in information. It's, it's kind of important to kind of not do anything sometimes and just yeah. stay still, Yeah. you know, which is hard Thanks. because, you know, like sometimes you just want to like be productive all the time, make those deadlines all the time. But sometimes you just kind of can't do that.
2: No, it's pretty hard, especially with uh, you know all those uh, social medias. You see, you see your friends and other artists doing art every day. Yeah, you are know, on, you're on an art station on the trending page, and you're like, oh wow, I need to work. <laughs> yes. On Instagram or whatever, you you see all those things that, and it's. You, need, you feel the, the needs to do something, you know. So uh, I think it's good sometimes to get away from the screens.
0: I think also you're connecting with more traditional art maybe helps also that mindset because art traditionally and also hundreds of years ago would take so long to actually produce. And maybe taking that in a bit and like looking into the techniques that people used to use and then try to get inspired by that might help to eliminate that slightly toxic mindset we might have now that we have to constantly be producing and constantly have to have an output straight away because everyone's doing so right now. So taking the time to unwind and do something for yourself might actually help you being more productive in the end when you're doing
2: something. Uh I agree.
1: I agree, but sometimes I don't like it. Can I say that? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know like i know um, i can be a uh, kind of like type a i was definitely a lot harder on myself maybe um a year-ish ago when i kind of just wanted to get things done and get better and um show people what's going on and um like even now trying to fight against that constant sort of pressure that you sometimes put on yourself and then that just gets reinforced with social media, like, like the the voice in your head that's like, you have to work all the time. Like you can't, you can't not work all the time yeah. because if you stop working, like someone's going to notice and it's going to be someone that you really look up to and then you're going to like look bad or whatever. And, you know, sometimes, um, uh, what it can possibly take is, um, like restricting yourself kind of like strictly with it like I I absolutely have uh time restrictions on social media on my phone now um where it's like you can only be on Twitter for an hour a day and then after that you can't get it anymore and yeah I, I I I'm pretty sure you can do it on Android and um Apple devices or whatever but I I initially did that you know for anxiety, sort of, because you see a lot of like bad news all the time. But also, I think it could help with, you know, hey, like don't feel like you have to be, and like working at stuff all the time. So, I don't know. It's hard. I, I 100% agree with you. But you know, like at the same time, it's like you should be working right now.
2: Yeah, no. no it's, pretty, it's pretty hard. It's one of our biggest, I would say, default as an artist. I would say.
0: Yeah. It will can, be like
2: a constant thing. Yeah, I'm thinking of working. It can be toxic, even with uh, uh you know, your your friends or whatever, like, yeah, you should go with us. Mm, I need to finish this scene, you know. Yeah. <laughs> for sure,
1: for sure. Um I guess kind of wrapping up here, um, some of the things that I am impressed about by your work, again, is kind of, and and you were kind of talking about it with your stories about um, your your city scene here is how much of a kind of like, like it wasn't just you doing this. It was kind of like a communal effort and communal support that helped get this made. And I think that's a great sort of takeaway um, for... For all kinds of artists and all kinds of you know game developers, is that you know like you can't really do. I mean, like you can do everything by yourself, but I think it, it'll be yeah. a lot better and richer if you like you know reach out to your your cousin and be like, hey, take pictures of your house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know.
2: <laughs> no, and I and I love having feedback as well. I'm like. Uh, annoying all of my work study, you know, coworkers. I'm like, hey, g- give me some feedbacks. Give me, give me, give me. What do you think <laughs> about this? What do you think about this? And this, and this. If I put the lights at one or one dot one, like I, I love having feedbacks. Even on on some Africans, sometimes they can be like, I don't really know your culture or the subject. I don't want mm. to tell you know stupid stuff. I'm like, don't worry. That's how you learn anyway. By yeah. making mistakes or you can always ask me and I can, you know, teach you and show you how it is, you know. So even in that way, I like, you know, it's making it's I'm basically teaching some some friends and coworkers about my culture and I'm working and I'm. it's all positive, you know.
0: I think another takeaway I had from talking to you today was also that it's sometimes important to take that jump and do something that is totally not done before and being brave to take that step. And I think you doing that is so, so important for us and it's almost like something similar, what we've been trying to do with this podcast too, that we're doing something we don't really see anyone doing. (laughs) So um, thank you for yeah, being like such a great idol in that regard
2: to us. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much.
1: (laughs) How does it feel living being a living inspiration? (laughs) Stop Stop it. (laughs) Please tell us
2: (laughs) We have to flatter you if
1: you're on the podcast. (laughs) No, no, no. It's it's not just
2: flattery. It's one hundred percent. I don't wanna blush. I don't wanna blush. Anyway, you You can't even see you know I'm I'm black, you don't even see that I'm gonna blush anyway. <laughs> thing that i like
0: <laughs> so to anyone listening right now you can find Jarris's work on art station twitter and instagram we will include all the links in the description so you can check out his work which you definitely should and so thank you for taking the time to come on our first episode jeres and uh, we're both so excited that we had you as our first guest and we hope to Perfect. see more of your amazing work in the future
2: such an honor. Thank you for having me. It was a real pleasure like talking to you.
1: Oh, awesome. Likewise. You too. Yeah. Um, if anyone listening right now wants to suggest someone to join us on the podcast, anyone who they see as a great positive force within their community, along with being great at what they do, you can send us both an email at allinclusivepodcast at gmail.com. That's all inclusive with no spaces. And then pdcst at gmail.com. They can be a 2D artist, a 3D artist, a community manager, someone who works in QA. We're open to anyone who works within the game dev industry. So please send us your suggestions and we'll see if we can try to get them to come on and have a nice little chat with us. So thank you again for joining us for the
0: first episode of All Inclusive. We hope that you had as much as fun listening to us as we had to talking. You can find us on a couple of different social media channels and you can find the links, as I said, in the description or the main page of wherever you're listening to, uh, to us right now. This is Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud or Spotify. Thanks again and we hope you join us for another episode of All Inclusive.